Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Pursuit of the Perfect Race. I'm Coach Terry Wilson, and with each episode, I bring stories of athletes to you that share their experiences at races in order for you to learn how to have your perfect race. We'll hear stories from athletes of all ages, abilities, and races of all distances. So regardless of where you fit in, there's something in there for you. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the pursuit begin. Thank you. 
positive, positive issues. And, I, you know, I, if I'm the kind of guy that likes to buy m ms you know, I'm, I'm not just going to have one m M&M. You know, I'm going to buy a five-pound bag of m ms when I was drinking vodka. You know, I didn't just drink a little bit of vodka. I love my title one. I walk around with four, and I had mixers, and I was a party on mule the ready to go. You know, so when I discovered that you can, it wasn't really that into the world of money, and when I found out that you can indeed go past that arbitrarial 26.2 number, um, it was like a whole new world opened up for me. And when I started to interact with other culture runners, starting from my very first culture runner, Rocky 50K, back in 2014, um, you know, I was going to have to look down on Toronto. I was like, wow. These guys get it, they understand. I'm not saying that everybody in our sport has those kinds of issues, but I can say that they are so conceited that you guys can buy them so that you know you're doing good. You know, and that's in this sport. I'm so grateful for it. It really saved me in a lot of ways, and it certainly makes me humble. Uh, it makes me try to be a better man, a better father, a better husband, a better human, a better community member. And you spend so much time out there by yourself. You know, and that's kind of the weird that I don't handle with the devil's work. And if I can keep my mind busy, then I can do this with any intention. You know, I'm much healthier person. And as, and as a result, I, I, I like to believe that my family's happier and the people around me are happier. And as a result, my, my community will be happier. It's pretty awesome, man. I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best. Thank you. So let's kind of dive a little bit deeper here. Um, you live in Philadelphia, the north, east, north, north. If I'm far north, east. So uh, you've been there all your life, born and raised. Thank you. 
try to make things right, try to go point to point, and then try to have a dive somewhere along the way. So there was no star point, and that's kind of how I did it. It was a way to walk, and, and, and oftentimes I, I, you know, I would think I'd had it, and I'd get in the car, and I'd go drive around the city, and I'd realize, sick. I guess, you know, there's a better way. And also, when I made this route, I was focused on pedestrians. I was focused on cyclists, but obviously, you know, the average person probably can't run 76 miles. But they can do it with proper training and with the right mindset and all those things. But for someone who's out there and doing it tomorrow, it's very, un, very unlike the line structure. Just, you know, I, I definitely kept those things in mind. So on the map, a certain road might look great, but then you get out there and you realize, oh, well, okay, well, if anybody tries to walk on this or drive your bike on this, it's a damn suicide mission, you know? So I keep going back and keep reading and keep retooling it. And I even went so far as to put in two or three runs on my Strava in Target, you know, because as I point out, these people put up in, in neighborhoods. Now, I'm from Somerset, up in, up in the far northeast. There's no reason why I should be down and like the Navy Yard Tuesday in the afternoon. And that's like Miles away, and I have friends all over the city. So if they see me on Strava, no, what are you doing on the Navy Yard, dude? It's like, ah, you know, it's going for a run. Well, not because no one ever runs down in, in that particular section where I was, you know? So I had to be very mindful of that. You know, early on, I told two buddies of mine what I was thinking about doing. Um, and when I saw their eyes light up, I said, oh, shit, man, I have a good idea. As a matter of fact, I even said, I think it's one for a few guys. And those two gentlemen, Jeff and Barry, did indeed meet me out there on the course for four and a half miles. Wow. So, um, whenever you're running out at all, you have some researching, you can guess how many hours of research time do you think you put into mapping out the route? I would say, on average, I mean, there are some days I go for eight hours, all the other days for two. It was literally on my mind all the time. So I'm just going to say an average of, let's just say, four working hours a day. But like I said, at the start, I'll say, man, I obsess over shit. You know, so when I had this idea and I started working it, and once I started, once I got through the first two neighborhoods and I realized that I can indeed do this, that was it. That was it. Because when COVID-19, when everything started shut down, like that picture was posted on March 5th by Jessica Mayer from the International Space Station. Then my work shut down on on March 16th, the day before St. Patrick's Day. And we were shut down for two weeks. And during those two weeks, I did David Goggins Challenge, where we ran four miles every four hours for 48 hours. And that was awesome. And it definitely scratched the edge. Because at that time, you know, I had a lot of races. All, all of our races were being canceled. It was a hot I had the uh, 100K up in Met, up in Lake Armand in Connecticut late April. I had the Old Dominion 100 June 6th. And I had Vermont 100 uh, in the middle of July. And all that was being canceled. So I'm kind of losing my mind. And that, that picture came out. It was definitely bouncing around my brain. Now, there were rumors of, of myself of the city shutting down even further for, for the month of April. So as a part of that challenge, I'm saying to myself, if the city shuts down, man, it's on. And I'm doing it. I'm, I'm mapping it out. And I, and I was sort of got that email. I was on Google Maps. And I put it right. I didn't allow myself to start the project until I knew. Because it, it just would have been off. It just would have been too consuming. Fun stuff here. Um, the few days beforehand, you got it all laid out. Um, what was your training like? Did, I mean, did you just get up on a day and just say, hey, I'm going to do this? I talked to the coach, Adam Kimball, and said, hey, you know, let's actually chat about this. Let's lay out the plan of, I'm going to probably run walks and do this to make the business better. Because I know Philadelphia holds my PR at 135 for a half marathon. Yes. 
with that section of Philadelphia is very, very hilly. And uh, and I knew that. So I did it on the course for time, quite frankly. Um, I, I just got right into the fun. I never expected in a million years to have these kinds of conversations after that run. If I were to do it for time, I'm smart. If your listeners are listening and you want to send an FKT, I will start right at the Falls Bridge. Park your car at TGI Fridays off the City of Iron Avenue. It's about three quarters of a, of a mile down residential to the to the Falls Road over that bridge. Hop on the SRT and you can get a hill for about a mile and a half, maybe three miles, and you're going to be hitting the hills of Philly. After that, it's really not that bad. Okay. So you're going to want to try this. I would love that. And you can find the battle of Strava by searching. I all three interviews that I read, or all three articles, all I had that you sent to me on the answer board. Okay, cool. Now, I'm going to go stand here. Um, so, what was your training like? The training for this, you know, um, I just started this. Adam and I have been working together since. January 2018, he prepared me for Leadville 100. He prepared me for the Tahoe 200 um, and everything in between. He and I began working together again, and he got me ready for the Long Haul 100 down in Florida. In 2020, I took third place down there. Um, so I took a little bit of time off after that race just to give my body a chance to reset. Started building up the miles again in February. He and I began working together in March, and then the whole world shut down. So we kind of worked together loosely during the week, and then we always keep in touch. I mean, he's one of my top five in Iowa's all the time. So we're now not necessarily working together in that sense, in a typical, you know, like there's nothing to get ready for, you know, like we have a whole season. So at this point in time, we were discussing different types of things to do. You know, one of the things I wanted to do was try my alpha 100 miles in a week, and then the 400 miles in a month. But I think at that time, I that would have been pushing it. So when I consulted Adam about doing this, we're already we had both agreed that there was a media move if this thing did shut down. So my training was just trying to keep it just being consistent. Run as much as you can every day. So, pretty much my baseline has been about 10 miles a day since early March. Okay, yeah. and you know, yoga, push ups, all that stuff. So, how did you say decide on the day you wanted to do this? I was supposed to go back to work. That, uh, I was supposed to go back to work, I believe, May 4th. There was, there was one week time off, and then I go back to work that following Monday. As it turns out, I'm going back to work middle of June. Um, so basically, that gave me enough time to map out the entire city, and then I can chart the weather throughout that entire week. Um, and it worked out that there was a lot of rain that entire week. This Saturday was that Saturday, April 25th. It was like, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better day weather-wise. It was the first really nice spring day, actually. I lived in, lived in San Diego in December. That's what it really felt like that day. It was like the perfect setting. It was like low 70s and gentle breeze, zero humidity. Whereas today, it was 91 degrees and, you know, 89% humidity along my run. So that was a perfect day. Otherwise, I had something to write to do it also. Okay. So, uh, Talk to me about the nutrition side in the days leading up before this because there's so many people out there that are probably wondering, you know, like, what are you just like carb loading the day before? Um, are you vegan and are you not? What did you eat? That's pretty interesting to say that the two or three days beforehand. Uh, the two or three days beforehand, I tend to cut out a lot of your fibrous foods. Um, I still, you know, get my vegetables and my, and my fruit, but I tend to stay away from indulging that kind of stuff. Like, I won't have the uh, fruit salad at lunchtime, for example. As far as carb loading, I did eat uh, a little bit of meat the night before. Oh, I mean, as a, as a matter of fact, now that was a date. Oh, and I should say also, um, 
that was really quiet there. Um, that was pretty. And then he's coming back and he's the and Frank's were great. I mean, he's five or six miles away. So you're seeing these landmarks that you know you're going to hit as the as the day goes on. Um, and then I started seeing some people out there running also. Um, yeah, and then I I I, I find that even been waiting for me. I got the Franklin Bridge, so that was going to be a great like a nice boost. And it came down to the German Rocket, roughly 20 miles. So it was good. It was that was like a nice boost. So I know that we're going to be there. Nice. So, uh, as far as scary moments during these first 20 miles, uh, I know there's one where you're still in all the way, but I'm not quite sure where it is, where you can actually see the river underneath you. But uh, other than that, like, scary moments as far as, like, did you almost sort of get in my car, or did you almost trip up or anything like that as you ran the wildlife? That's all I like. No, I think um, just the opposite. There was a lot of people or, or traffic. This was uh, April 25th. The world was still very much abiding by the rules of COVID and the pandemic and the shutdown and quarantine. And these words were bubbling on everybody's brains, you know. So traffic was very, very light. There wasn't very many people out walking. Um, yeah, and as far as scary moments, there really weren't any aside from the bridge. And I really thought the bridge scary. I always call the bridge like a nice cup check, you know. Um, any issues as far as personal safety, no, you know, no shady characters out there on the force, but completely above me. Yeah, I think that I was safe. I was, I was fine. Okay. So, Miles, C20 through 30, what was it like? Miles 20 through 30, that's when, uh, <laughs> when, when we got down to Tibia Stadium, is where the Eagles and the Astros play. Um, they were carrying rather. It was on. It was. It was carrying. We came around. I made the left turn to go, and that would bring me out to Broad Street. But they locked the gate, so I was so I was so damn stubborn, man. I was so focused on me and like maintaining the integrity of the map that Eddie and I were like we were just we were stubborn to walk backwards and retrace our steps about a quarter mile, further a third of a mile back on Addison. So we decided to hop this fence around 30 miles in. And then he, then he hops the fence, no problem, because he has like five or six miles. Yeah. And he goes first, and I'm like, Ed, like, I, I, I can't even like get my leg up there. You know what I mean? So we had a, we eventually squeezed our way through the fence. And that was kind of saying you didn't hop the fence. I tried to hop it, but there was a thing like the part where it, the fence wasn't secure, so, so, so the top post, which would be about Ten feet behind me, very, very wobbly, and I didn't have the lower body strength to support myself to try to force myself over this, you know, janky bar. So it, so it, so it, it made sense for Eddie to pull the fence from the bottom and me to squeeze through. So I literally had to like suck my ribs in, go in sideways, and kind of chew me through. That was about a three-minute process, and, and, and I'm saying to myself, dude, if I just pop in this fucking fence. This is just, this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's either going to work or cut me out of this thing. And it goes a lot. But yeah, but I did, but, but I did wiggle through. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so what else happened to us down here up to this point? Uh, after that, then we just kept on going. And uh, the bridge, that's when we come to the, to the Pell Bridge. And Eddie, Eddie had only gotten us through up to the bridge before. And he turned around. Yeah. 
the way he done. It was just, it was just, it was just a matter of getting over the hills and then running back to my house. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, you, you can through say, miles 50 and 60, and now you have about a half marathon to 50 miles left. How's your head space? How's your mind? How's your body feeling? What's this like? Um, I felt really good, Terry. I think that the thing I was really concerned about, you know, as I'm coming to the end of this thing, like, okay, when I mapped it out, I had it 78 miles in change, give or take two miles. It turns out that I made an error on my map. Um, that was the first thing. And the second thing was, I made a wrong turn. I missed my turn, which I suspected this problem on the map. But when I read it, I missed a turn, and that cost me an extra about three quarters of a, of a mile. So, as I'm coming around, like, my head was in a good place pretty much the whole time, but 15 miles out, and I wanted to see the Ethiopian from Philadelphia, you know, the, the number 76 is a pretty significant number, you know. Thank you. 
something as much. If he does come up here, I will run it again for time for us to keep just a good mic something that's something better is important as great as it's now.
Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you were able to learn something from today's episode. If you enjoy the show, please take a minute to leave a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see pictures from this athlete's race, learn more about who I am, what I'm doing, or be on the show yourself to share your story, check out my website at CoachTerryWilson.com. Until next time, continue the pursuit.